Douglas here with you again. Today we're going to talk about the NCAA and some of the rulings that went on. Kevin Love trade being almost official. Kevin Durant withdrawing and a few other topics. But let's start with the NCAA and this power <coughs> conference autonomy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be a little confusing. I mean, pretty much the power conference autonomy. Big five, you know, power conferences are allowed to make their own rules. Um, you know, it can be recruiting rules. Talk about um, scholarships, health benefits, which kind of goes with the Ed O'Bannon ruling. Um, so now, I mean, the, the, the schools are pretty much getting what they want. They have the ability to pretty much make their own rules, um, scheduling everything like that. And actually, there was actually a vote talking about um, some of the coaches want exclusive scheduling. I mean, they only play teams from the Power Five, but I don't think it passed. A lot of surprisingly, a lot of coaches actually showed the ballot. A lot of coaches didn't weren't for it. I mean, I think some I mean, of the schools not, want cupcakes still. To me, that's not surprising because people want. I mean, you think look at the NFL. They have preseason games. Like the way a lot of these teams they yeah. use these cupcakes as, as a way preseason. Yeah. So I I don't think, especially with the with the way if you lose one game in college football you might not get a chance in unless you play in the SEC. <clears throat> right. So why would I want to play twelve tough games when all I really need to play is seven right. and then go undefeated and I'm in. So I I could see why they wouldn't want to do that. To me, the problem with the power conference autonomy thing is. Basically, if you're not part of the power conferences, then you're SOL. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's some pretty decent-sized schools that aren't part of this, and they really ain't going to be able to recruit. Because, I mean, you know they're going to change the rules to where they can have advantages in recruiting. Yeah, exactly. So, like a team like Cincinnati, like they're not going to be able to go get anybody. Oh, yeah. They're going to have these dead periods that NCAA has already had in, in place. And then when the power economies lift these dead periods, they're not going to be able to talk to these recruits. Yeah, and then um, I want to I want to explain the Ed O'Bannon ruling too because I feel like these two are both kind of linked, attached to the hip a little bit. Because I'm um, also with Ed O'Bannon ruling, pretty much we're not talking about pay for play. That's a totally different subject. But what this allows is for athletes to coop a tiny bit of the profits that schools and NCAA is making. I believe the judge set the cap at five thousand dollars per player. Schools can pay up to they don't even have they don't even have to do that, but they can pay up to five thousand dollars per player. Um, for each year they're in school. So if you're a four-year athlete, you could get $20,000 um, that hasn't been taxed yet and will be taxed once you pull it. There's going to put the money in the trust fund, so you probably won't be twenty k when you're done. But um, you get that money after you graduate. And also allow schools to pay the full cost of attendance um, for scholarships, stuff like that. So allow schools to give the athletes more, which should help some of the you know starving, you know going hungry uh, athletes. So with that, I mean, big, they can't even get it until after they're done, so they haven't been through the starting part. Right, right, but I mean, like, but at least the paying full cost of attendance, which I didn't—I'll be honest—I didn't even know. Like, I don't even know really what that means. Like, I didn't know what wasn't being paid. Like you we were talking about before, like maybe books weren't being paid for. Yeah, I don't but know. I mean, to my knowledge, tuition should be paid for, um, and then I would imagine you know room, you know your room is paid, for. paid for. So, but, like, um, I don't really know what's not being paid for. I'm not <laughs> sold that there was anything that was not being paid right. It probably just allows them, honestly, you can probably just stick a stipend in there, which is probably going to happen to you on these large scholarships, which are way more than what you need, which allow you, you know, pretty much put money in the It's probably another way, I'm assuming, that schools are going to use this to put more money in the athlete's pocket. You, you know, can't pay, do that because that's not a scholarship anymore. That's just money. That's just pay. Like, if the scholarship's not going towards something of scholar necessary. Like, right. No, I, not... I totally understand, but we know how this stuff works. I mean, you gonna put, you gonna give it some arbitrary label on the on the paperwork. I mean, if they don't do that, <laughs> then they can just keep using the bag man that they've been using. They don't need to put it. In. Well, in the conference, make I their own rules. Wanna, I wouldn't document it in the scholarship because then you got, like I said, you got documentation. People couldn't right. actually look at that right. and be like, "Where is this money going?" But if you just have a bag man like they've been doing for the last thirty years, then there ain't no paper trail. Well, like you said, when school's making our rules, who knows? Maybe bag man will be legal. <laughs> no, they don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean. 
If they do that, they might as well just pay for play. Yeah. Well, but to answer your point, though, is I totally agree it's going to be unfair because schools have different, you know, bankroll, you know, different um, amounts of money. So the small schools, you know, like Cincinnati or Boise State, they do pretty well for themselves. And they're not going to be able to compete with Alabama as far as what they can offer other athletes. So Yeah, I know, mean, like, if you're not part of the Power Five, then basically you're out of luck. And for me, the biggest question is if this has to do with basketball. I mean, there's a lot of big-time schools that aren't part of the Power Five in basketball. I mean, right. UConn just won the championship. They're not part of the Power Five. Right. I mean, if you look at the the new Big East with, like, Georgetown and teams like that, they're not part of the Power Five. Right. So if it affects basketball, too, then you got big-time schools that are maybe adversely affected by this. And it just seems like it. a lot of the coaches were saying that it levels the playing field, but it does not. It levels the playing field amongst the Power Five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. I don't even know how you could say it levels the, the playing field when you guys are pretty much taking your friend. You know, you're pretty much being the cool kids. Going off to the corner and leave everybody else. Yeah, to me, if you're going to do the Power 5 thing, then it should be another division. Like, you have Division 1. It should be, like, Division 1, Power 5, then Division 1, the rest, then Division right. 1A, or whatever you right. want to do. I think what's going to be interesting now, I think um, conference realignment is actually going to get messier. Because if I'm Boise State, I'm like, hey, I want to go, I want to join one of the Power 5. I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah, I'm but, hitting I mean, up, I'm hitting the Big 12 up, like, hey. Or, you know... Uh, you know, in Big Ten, I'm like, I'm trying to hit anybody up with taking Pac-12, what's going on? Like, yeah, the incentive, but what's the incentive of the other schools? That's just profit sharing that I don't really need to do with you. <laughs> so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people knocking on the door, but I don't think yeah. anybody's going to answer it. But yeah, but I mean, like, but you never know. I mean, it, I mean, for example, Pac-12, I mean, if Colorado's in there, why, I mean, why can't, why can't Boise State be in there? <laughs> well, I mean, Colorado used to be nice of things. Like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I mean, there, I'm sure there's going to be some schools that, you know, there's some schools out there that could bring some, I mean, they're following Boise State. And the Pac-12 would be brilliant. I mean, they bring a following, and I think uh, it'd be great. To be honest with you, I think that star is fading. <laughs> yeah, well, probably now. It's definitely gonna be fading now with these rules. No, I think it's already fading. Like, as <laughs> soon as Peterson left, I thought that was that was because of death. Where did he go anyway? He's at Washington. That's right. He did leave. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I think that Boise State that chip sales that window. That, they had that little bubble. Yeah, bubble pop. I, I think they ain't getting into the Pac-12 because they can't bring no. anything to the Pac-12. The aura of, of Boise State is left. Yeah, but with the Ed O'Bannon rule, to me. I mean, that helps players that are going pro in something other than sports. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going to go make it to the league, then 5000 or 10000 is not really anything. No. Yeah. So they're still profiting off of you, and then you're still not really profiting Yeah, I still feel like the NCAA really won. I mean, it's kind of nice that schools can give the whole cost, full cost of tennis, and, and then athletes also probably get greater health benefits. But in the grand scheme of things, big picture, the NCAA is still making billies. So, yeah. you know, I would have liked to have seen the cap at least been a little. Like, I honestly think the cap should have been... 15 to 20k a year and uh, per player to me I up to i mean up to i mean at least to where i can as a college if i want to pay that athlete i mean because think about johnny manzel if you were to only pay him what he was in school for three years yeah technically yeah so, also do you get paid for your rest year year why not you go scholarly right i mean i feel like you should i mean but you ain't really producing <laughs> yeah. you make another that money well you know but in johnny case like in johnny manzel's case fifteen thousand dollars what that man did for that that's university. what I'm saying it's, it's laughable like if you actually got league aspirations or, or you marketed then you're not really making anything off of it to me it's just token yeah it's really just token and some people I think would be fooled by it but they didn't the $5,000 really is nothing yeah like if you're gonna make a statement about it then do it but like this to me is slap in the face that's how yeah. I would see it right. I mean it's better than nothing like if you don't have pro aspirations then you know $20,000 I think will go a long way 
Like if you're just kind of on the team, but you really don't have a chance right. to go pro. And that includes people that can go to Europe. That's people true. that go to Europe, they're still making way more than they'll ever. Yeah, make I mean, look what Emmanuel Moutier did. I mean, yeah, just I mean, get that check. So, to me, it doesn't really help that many people, especially since it's just Division One. Right. Like the Division Two people are the ones that need the twenty k. Yeah. They ain't going anywhere. <laughs> like, they're going straight to work. That's yeah. They're going. They got a degree. Now they need to go work. Right. But for a lot of the D one players, I mean, that are especially in the major schools, that twenty thousand really doesn't do much for them because they're already going to be going pro. Right. And making way more than that after. We're not. I mean, after, even if you sit on a bench, you're making more than that. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, after isn't really when the problem is. It's during. during. Yeah. That's when I, the yeah. money. Napier said and say he was going hungry after he graduated. Yeah. Napier's eating now. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's yeah. fine now. He doesn't need the 20K now. <laughs> they need it during the college years. And then another thing is that I didn't really see anything about career ending injuries happening in college and how much of that they'll cover. Right. Because if you got medical bills, 20000 going to get swallowed up real quick. True. So, I just don't know. I'd rather them see. To me, I won't be happy until they lift all restrictions. You should be able to go pro whenever you want to. Yeah. Agreed. In the real world, everything else, if you want to go pro, and whatever you do, you can do that out of high school if you want to. Yeah. Nobody's least, looking at you at a job like, oh no, you ain't eligible to take. Yeah. This I mean, job you yet. might not get the job. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're more than welcome to put in the resume <laughs> yeah. for them to tell you that they went another direction. Right. So, I mean, I think you should be able to do the same thing at the pro level. If you want to go at 18 and try your hand at the NBA and it doesn't work out for you, that's part of life. Yeah. I mean, you still got the first check, whatever, but that's part of life. I think you should be able to do that. And then second, all the money should just be going to a pool to help for injuries. Right. And, like, to cover medical bills. Outside of that, I don't see a problem with them not being paid. You can go cash in anytime you want to, and then if you get hurt, we have a way to cover you. And that's it. Yeah, because like, I guess what I see it is what's different than being paid working a campus job. Like if I'm working at you know the campus library or bookstore, like I'm getting paid. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of D1 sport you can't even do it. You can't work during season or whatever. Like there's a only a small window that you're even allowed to work. Right, but I'm just saying. But I'm pointing that since there there's students being paid, so why can't I be paid for my job, which would be considered playing football? Like I don't understand like why, like why is pay for play such a crazy thought? Well, I don't like pay-for-play because I just don't think it's going to work as smoothly as people think it's going to work. No, it would be messy. There's going to be five teams that are worth anything. No, it would be messy. Like, Texas would be the best team every right. year. But why not? But, I mean, just like we're doing, why not cap it? Well, I mean, cap it at what? I don't know. Like, Something that makes it equal for all schools. You can't. Because <laughs> Texas gets way more than Boise State, for instance, we right. use that. You'd have to cap it at, like, $1 million. Right. Hey, but when we talk about how this is real life... Hey, but Texas can't get all the recruits. Some kids ain't gonna make the cut. Ain't gonna get that Texas money. But what I'm saying is, if you cap it at one million, then that really ain't nothing. Like Texas is gonna be complaining because they're gonna be like, "What's the point?" Well, I'm saying, but like, even if you don't cap it, my point being like, like we're talking about like it's real life. If you go pro early, like, well, hey, like that's what I'm saying. If you don't money. cap it, then it turns into the pro system. Well, it's <laughs> the, the pro system don't have a hundred teams. That's, that's, that's the problem. The, the pro system isn't trying to give talent to 117 teams. If you I think what would happen is if you let it be pay for play, then you might end up with about thirty teams that are still playing. Yeah, the Power Five Conference just, will be Power One. It'd be it'd pretty much be a pro college league. Yeah, it might just be thirty people in the pool and just play. <laughs> but I think a lot of people it just wouldn't be economical to, for them to even have the sports team right. anymore. And I, I mean, I wrote that article about it, and people don't understand is a lot of this revenue also helps like the actual school. Right. No, like, exactly. Yeah, people it also helps with like academic centers and things like that. And I just think pay for play. Take away from that. 
it's going to take away from a lot of things. Plus, a lot of schools probably end up cutting programs, too. And then, well, yeah. And I think a lot of schools will end up cutting programs. Now, the big schools will be fine. Right. But I think a lot of programs will be cut. Another thing, if you have pay for play, Title IX says you got to pay women just like you pay men. Right. So then you got either you're going to have really underpaid men or you're going to have really overpaid women as far as the money that they're bringing in. Right. Because, like, if you look at college basketball outside of, like, UConn, the women's teams don't make profits. Right. And then you have the whole issue with do you pay baseball players? They still go through the same struggle that the football and basketball players go through. Right. Do you pay the the water polo team? Like <laughs> it just gets to this cycle where that's the problem I have with pay for play. Right. Really. To me, you should just let them go pro whenever. Then they can go pay for play when they want to. Right. No, to I me, agree. That, that's the end all be all. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I mean the power conference time. I think is actually the more exciting rule. You know, the thing that happened this week. Um, I'm actually excited to see what these leagues do. Um, definitely not going to be equal, but I mean, I guess what else is new in college sports? Yeah, with, yeah. But for me, it's just the possibilities right now for power conference autonomy is kind of endless. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the speculation. Who knows what they'll actually do with it? Right. But it is kind of interesting to just think about the ways it could basically change the entire landscape, depending on how carried away they get with their ruling. Oh yeah, for sure. So it'll be interesting, something to watch as we go along and see what rules they make. Yeah, and then the Ed O'Bannon ruling. I mean. To me, it, I mean, it scored a little bit of a victory for the for the players, but all in all, I think the NCAA really made out like bandits, even though they might not feel like that. And I think they're going to appeal it, but um, they actually should be pretty happy because it could have been way worse. I mean, yeah, the judge could have made the cap something ridiculous. Yeah, because to me, five thousand per player—that's up too. Like the schools don't have to do that. It's just saying that. That's plus, I mean, the NCAA ain't even getting a hit. I'm pretty sure the schools are paying that, five yeah, thousand yeah, per exactly. player. Yeah, so NCAA ain't losing no money. Yeah, exactly. The schools are doing that. So yeah. Moving on in the NBA news, not much going on, but uh, there was announced that the Kevin Love trade is pretty much all but done. All we're waiting for is the calendar to hit the 23rd. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about it before about you know whether or not they should do the trade or not. What are your feelings on, you know, now that you know the trade's pretty much going to happen, barring any crazy unforeseen event? Uh, first of all, this big three is not as good as the big three that passed. Okay. Now, this year might be better than what the big three in Miami would have been this year if they stayed intact. I'll give them that. But four years ago, Big Three is just better. Well, I agree, because wasn't that Big Three four years ago, like, weren't all three of them, like, top five? I mean, they're all top ten players. Weren't yeah. they all, like, I think they're roughly like, top five, and I don't think it was anything. I don't think Bosch was top five. Now, Dwayne Wade and LeBron were top, top three. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, but it either way, LeBron, so we have, we have a two of them were in the top five. Yeah, it was either Kobe, LeBron, Wade, or LeBron, Kobe, Wade. <laughs> right. But they were top three. Right. But either way, so having two out of the top five players, you know, in the NBA at the time was we don't have that here. Yeah, and I'm just—I mean, Kevin Love is not that guy. Like, I'm, I hear a lot of people putting him in top five. I don't know. If, I mean, to me, he's—he's not—he's a top three power forward. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not even necessarily the best power forward. I mean, it's arguable. Honestly, I'd probably take Lamarcus Aldridge over him, just because I like the fact that he actually has a post-up game. Right. He has a little more length defensively. He's not a great defender, but he, he's a little more length towards he can actually bother people. And I mean. They don't shoot threes just as well, but I mean, he yeah. shoots, he stretches the floor. Yeah. And then for me, if I was picking one power forward in this league, I want Anthony Davis. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's getting, yeah. I mean, the, somebody didn't get talked about. I mean, he kind of does. Some people talk about him a lot. I mean, I've heard even other pure NBA players saying he's like the next break. Yeah, like he's to about me, to be it. To me, and I've said it before, two to three years, we're going to say LeBron, Durant, Anthony Davis. I can see that. I mean, that's what it sounds like right now. I mean, it's according to what the reviews are here in the campus. Like he's, he's, getting there like he's the down he's like there i mean yeah to me he's like i said two if we're starting to draft and redrafting 
and you had to pick from scratch. Obviously, LeBron goes one, Durant goes two. To me, if I got third pick, I'll take Anthony Davis. It's not a bad pick. I mean, I wouldn't argue with it. I mean, yeah. So I'd rather have Anthony Davis than Kevin Love. Is what I'm getting at. Right. So to me, he, he might be a better fit for this team. Kevin too. Love is probably top ten, top ten to fifteen. I'll give him that. Which is good, and Kyrie's probably right now is probably like top twenty to thirty. Yeah, I think as far as players. So I mean, obviously you have a real big, good big three. Yeah, and in the East I means put them in the playoffs. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not I'm not asking that question. I mean, that's why I'm saying like, playoffs. We know, like put them. So in. they're a one two seed, right? To be with you. One of the two. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I think they'll battle with Chicago. Yeah. And Chicago. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Charlotte. I'm telling you, Charlotte. I mean, watch out for them. I think. Remember us? Funny, like, well, unfortunately, it took Stevenson leaving and Paul George breaking his leg for for Charlotte to probably definitely like get in a three or four seed. I still don't give him three or four seed. I'm getting him three seed. No way. Charlotte three seed, man. I think Washington's better than Charlotte. First of nope. all, nope. I mean, with Paul Pierce on that team that they already had, get locked up. I mean, you got to think about it. They just bullied Chicago. Get locked up. I mean, up. I know they didn't have Derrick Rose, Stevenson. but they might not have Derrick Rose with the playoffs coming. Stevenson around. blowing all up in his ear. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. And GK all up in his if ear. If you choose to lock up. Paul Pierce, then you still got Beal and Wall. Be all right. <laughs> oh, okay. It should be all right. Yeah, and then, right. to Put me, I him. still think Miami's better than them. I keep forgetting about Miami. I mean, Luol Deng is never That's how irrelevant in the Miami same... is. I keep forgetting. No, you're right. I keep forgetting about them. Like, ever since LeBron left, I just stopped even... I'm yeah, afraid Miami's on the, off, on the like, earth. I mean, <laughs> Luol Deng is no LeBron, obviously, but, yeah. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. And then you put him with Wade. I mean, a lot of it hinges right. on how healthy weight right, is. I'll back off that. Charlotte at four. I put him at five, personally. <laughs> nope. And that's only because Paul George got hurt. They gave him down to six. If well, Paul yeah, George you are. Hurt. Well, I thought with, without Stevenson, I already put Indiana at six. So I don't even have Indiana in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, I don't know. This in the East, East. They might get eight. They might get the eight seed. Because when you think about it, let's just break it down. Okay, we just named five teams, right? Right. Just got, you got Cavs, Bulls, uh, the Heat, the Hornets. Wizards. And the Wizards, right? Hawks. Well, what makes the Hawks so in there? Because they made it last year, didn't they? They didn't even have Horford for most of the season. I'm not convinced <laughs> that the Hawks are like... Hawks I mean, are always could, in there. The Hawks are always in the 7-8 seed. I could, they could definitely make the playoffs. I have no problem with that, but I'm not I'm not just going to put them in there. I'll then, put them in there. And then just... I'll give them a boost. So I'll get... Yeah, and then so... Raptors? <laughs> We're just crapping on Toronto. <laughs> they're going to have to prove that to me. I don't believe they're as good as they showed last year. So... I mean, Hey, boy, point proven. Like it's gonna be tough. I mean, Toronto's no chump. I mean, Brooklyn, they're out of. I'm not giving Brooklyn anything. I think losing Paul Pierce is a big deal. But you're right, man. I guess they still got Williams, but, I mean, Brooklyn, Joe I Johnson, mean, and Brooklyn could make it. Oh, it's possible. I actually think the East is better than people give it credit for. To be honest with you, no, I actually think it'd be more interesting now that LeBron left and you know Miami still. Yeah, I mean, the West is definitely the better conference. But oh, yeah. I don't think the East is as trash as everybody makes it out to be. No, I mean, that's, I mean, you're right. I mean. Indiana's still, like, within them, I'd say, I mean, I think there's 10 teams that definitely have a chance. I don't know if they're, like, you know, like, the Orlando's, Milwaukee's are done. Yeah, I don't know what New York's going to look like. Yeah, I'm not. Anytime you got a guy like Melo, I mean, I think you can Yeah, rookie games. head coach. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, um, I mean, Calderon fits. Timmy Hardway's there. becoming his own. Um, so, I mean, it, like I said, it, yeah, I do like Calderon. I mean, it's possible. Like I said, I mean, Calderon, Melo, and Tim Hardway playing the way he's been playing. Why not, right? Yeah, and they might, who knows, they might have got another still with Clay Anthony. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. So they just actually just made a trade that yeah. didn't make any sense to me. I think it was the free <laughs> They got act. Travis Outlaw, and then they got somebody right. else. Right. I don't know why they took it. because they got Quincy AC. Right. I don't know why they took it. Yeah, because Sacramento did it to clear up space. Like, they did it to clear up a little bit so they can sign um, 
Caspi. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Anyway, back to the Kevin Love trade. <laughs> we got a little <laughs> off topic there. But to me, it makes them... I would give them the favorite in the East. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But I, think but I just don't see who they're guarding. I just don't think if they play the Spurs, they're going to win. Yeah, like I don't see who they can guard. I don't see how they really fit that well. The right. big three fits to me really well. Right. But then when you add in waiters, I don't see how waiters fits at all. Right. I don't really see Tristan Thompson carving out very many minutes. Right. I just, I mean, because Tristan Thompson getting, what, like 20 minutes? Because yeah. Kevin Love going to be in the game. Oh, yeah. And Varejao is probably going to be in the game for the most part. Oh, yeah, he knows he's going to be in the game. And then they got a, if they're adding Sean Marion, that's just cutting in the Tristan Thompson. Yeah, and as much as LeBron plays Mike Miller, Mike Miller probably be in there in the clutch. Yeah. So I mean, the company around small because LeBron probably moved to four. Or, or we mean Love moved to five. I mean, come, yeah, it's pretty much like you said, Thompson ain't in the game. Yeah, so I, so two of their better young pieces, to me, Waiters is just an absolute poor fit. And I do like Waiters, though. I like Waiters a lot, but I just don't think he fits, especially if he's going to be starting. If he was coming off the bench, I would like him more because he would have time to like run the show, get his buckets. Right. But with him at that starting unit, then I don't see how he's getting touches. So I don't. Until he comes off the bench and does like a Jamal Crawford type role, right. I don't see how he really is effective on that team because he's he kind of likes to have the ball and he wasn't getting it with Kyrie. Right. So how's he gonna get it with Kyrie and LeBron? Yeah, and I feel like that team needs somebody other than LeBron plays defense on that starting unit. Yeah, so none yeah. of them do. I mean, so if they can find a I two. Mean, out takes charges. Yeah, I mean, if they could find a two guard that just plays like you just play a little bit defense, you ain't even got to build score. Yeah. Just guard somebody because team plays no defense. Outside of LeBron, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a problem. Like I said, playing against you know like Miami, for example, I mean, that might, might be an issue. I mean, like Chris Bosh builds the deal. I mean, it's going to be back and forth. I don't think them guarding each other. Yeah, but I actually like I actually like Chris Bosh guarding. I have a question. Kevin for you. Love better than I like Kevin Love guarding. Yeah, Chris as Bosch. much as everybody loves to talk about how great Kevin Love is, is he hard to guard or can he just shoot and rebound? Like, is he someone that you can just give the ball to and just you know, throw I, the bucket? I actually think he can because I watch him play a lot and like I actually like watched him because like, actually somehow Minnesota squeaked on TV a couple times. Like I actually do, he actually can. His post up game, man, it's because he can shoot so well. So really, it's not like he's doing anything crazy. Back you down, fade away. Buckets. When I see them play, he basically plays like a guard. He comes off screens and yeah, 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 and pop and yeah, stuff he... like that. Or and I mean, he can shoot. Don't get me wrong, but if you're gonna win off of just giving the ball to Kevin Love and him doing his thing, yeah, that's just how you gonna have to beat me. And that's the way I would play Cleveland. Right. Is first of all, they don't really have that slasher that Wade was when LeBron was there. Right, and that's what Waders needs to be. But I mean, he can. It's not him. Like I mean, Dwayne Wade is a very good cutter. No, I Even don't. At this age, this part of his career, he's a very good cutter. Agreed. I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. Right, now, Marion would be a good cutter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that'd be something. But I mean, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know how he fits with LeBron right. unless he's playing. I think. Four. I think Waders would be good. I instantly think LeBron will. Sh- Shape him up. There's gonna be some tough love in the practices. I can I actually like to be a fly on the wall and see how much yelling come I mean, They were they're yelling at Rio like that. Oh yeah, Waiters about to get his fair share. Yeah, and I don't know if Waiters <laughs> is gonna just take that. Like, no, I think he is too proud. Another thing is Bosch, for the most part, was playing the five. Yeah. So they were completely spread. I mean, with Love playing the four, it spreads it, but Vergeau's in the middle. Yeah, he's gonna be in so the paint clogging it up. There is some type of clog there, whereas with the way Miami did things, there was no clog. Right, everybody on the court can shoot. Yeah, I don't be serious. Uh, interesting to see what kind of offense they run, though, because um, you definitely want to spread the floor. I mean, just for all the players they have, you're gonna need space. No, nah, I mean they'll be good, and if they won the championship, I wouldn't be shocked. Right, but I just 
You just give it to them. I'm just not yeah. really ready for them. I'm not sure. To me, they're a top five team in the league. Right. But I'm not really sure that I'm giving them one or right. even two. I, I think OKC is better. Right. I think Spurs are obviously better. The Bulls, to me, are even. Yeah, I mean, that'd actually be interesting. I'd like to see that. I mean, because uh, Kevin Love's not a guard and Hawks off. Yeah, and then the Clippers, to me, made I like the Haws move a lot. Oh, yeah. Thought that was a really good move. So I mean, to me, the Clippers are probably also even. Yeah, it's gonna be actually. I mean, I'm actually, I'm excited for this NBA season. I think a lot of moves. Like, I think it's gonna be actually probably one of the best and most entertaining like seasons with a lot of good storylines, especially with this rookie class coming in. I think it'll be real fun to watch. All right, moving on to you guys' favorite game now. Care or don't care. Uh, like I said, got some topics. We'll uh, read them off to you and we'll let you know if we care or don't care. First up, Kevin Durant withdrawing from the USA basketball team. I do care because. Um, Kevin Durant kind of made us all forget that LeBron wasn't playing, Carmelo not playing, there's no Kobe, there's no, no Wade. Wade, there's no Howard. But Kevin Durant was there, and it's kind of like, okay, we'll be fine. Yeah, we got Kevin Durant. Because we got Durant. MVP. Yeah. yeah, we got the second best player in the world. We'll be fine. Now, he's not there. And then you kind of start, when you back up and realize, and you know, Kevin Love not there, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul not there, Russell yeah. Westbrook's not there. Basically, the whole championship team for the Olympics ain't there. Yeah. I mean, even Nick Godala's on the team, he ain't there either. That's true. So, I mean, it's kind of, I still think USA has the most talent on the oh, team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's kind of like, I don't, here's what I'm afraid They're going to have to play like a team more than ever. I mean, literally, yeah. there's not going to be a show. Like, they're going to have to play more like and a they, they haven't had a problem with that, really, since. No, the, I mean, what I've seen. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, it was, even when they won the championship. The, in the Olympics, they basically played like a team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but to me, what I fear more than anything is us going in there, losing a game. But I mean, honestly, we should be favored in every game still. That's how talented right. USA is. But it's really possible. I think we're vulnerable to a loss now, especially yeah. in a single limited tournament. And then we got to hear this rhetoric about the world catching up. Yeah, when it's not. Yeah, they beat our B squad. Our B minus squad. They ain't right. even like full B. <laughs> so... That's why I care is because I don't really want to hear this world catching up thing. Yeah. Like, it's just overblown and just not true. No, I think it's a big deal. I also think it highlights something like we kind of forget, like, the guys like LeBron and, and Kevin Durant. Like, these guys play basketball literally year-round. I mean, some people might feel like, you know, why would, you know, Kevin Durant's doing us a disservice or, you know, he's, you know, self. Like, this dude's been playing ball yeah, for a while. I mean... I mean, talking about um, you know some of these um, pro am leagues and you know like in last like he dude's playing basketball all the time. Like I'm surprised like, he deserves this break. I mean, I don't remember the last time he actually took a break. Yeah, I mean, to be, I personally think that OKC is the reason why he's not playing. I think OKC told him, "Hey, look, <laughs> we saw yeah, we saw what happened to Paul George. It ain't happening to you. Come on back." Yeah, you like because I think yeah. they kind of already did that same thing with Russell Westbrook because of his knee. Right. Yeah. And then I think I don't think it spooked Kevin Durant. I think it spooked OKC. Right, I think Sam Presti was like, "Oh, I'm bringing yeah, back he's home." He's like, "Come on, and rest." Right. Yeah, and so and it's kind of interesting because the other half of that is like you got guys like Derrick Rose, which I think, I think Bulls want him to play to show that he's back. It's not necessarily because they kind of figure like we want to see what we got. Yeah, the whole resting them until the season thing didn't work last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like let the, get him the get him the rep and get him some conditioning now. So when training camp starts, we're not break like let's get him broken now. Yeah, and uh, and get him into it, which I think is good. I mean, from what he's looked so far, he looked great. I mean, I've heard all you know all the. F- rave reviews about him so hopefully his knees hold up so i don't see anything wrong with putting mileage on him now to kind of get him in shape that's feel like that's when you actually get injured when you're not in shape so i think yeah. getting in shape now would be good also also a question just bringing it up how do you feel about rudy gay being invited 
I think it's a good invite. I think he's going right back home. But um, yeah. yeah, I feel like you might as well not invite anybody. Yeah, I feel like why make it? What are the? I mean, if you look at Millsap. We're gonna get into this later. You got invited. And you got sent right back home. Yeah. And what's the even point of bringing them? Yeah, I. I mean, if you were down to twelve, somebody got hurt and you brought somebody, that makes sense. But if you're gonna make cuts anyway, yeah, why don't you just consider that a cut. I just feel like you already got like I know they play the same position. We already got DeRozan. Like I don't think we need DeRozan. I take Gay over DeRozan. Huh? I'll take Gay over DeRozan. All right. Well, maybe so. So but... maybe DeRozan can go home. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Because I don't see DeRozan's game working internationally. Because he gets to the free throw line from... a lot, though. Yeah, he gets to the free throw line a lot in the NBA. Yeah, I don't true. know if he he might get a lot of charges in in yeah. international and. He's not that great of a defender. He right. should be. He should be a lockdown defender. I mean, I don't think I worry about, like, I mean, if Gay knows his role, then fine. But I just don't want Gay to get in that streaky groove where he's chucking and ducking. And... I mean, the, Gay gets a bad rap. I mean, we if you looked at him when he, last time he was on the Olympic team, he was damn near the best player right. on the team. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good talent because I'm not worried about that. I mean, like I'm saying, as long as everybody, I mean, part of being the team, as long as everybody understands, like, yes, we like your talent, but don't forget who you play for. It ain't Sacramento anymore. I guess here's my point. If, if Gay didn't make the roster, it wouldn't bother me. But if Gay makes the roster and DeRozan... If Gay doesn't make the roster and DeRozan does, that'll bother me. To me, DeRozan needs to be cut. Not because he's not a great player. I think right. he's better than a Hayward bit, right. or better than a Parsons. I just don't think he's the right player for this international team. Because right. he's not going to have the ball in his hands. Right. Like, That's true. It's going to be in Curry's hands. It's going to be in Kyrie's hands. It's right. going to be in Harden's right. hands. I think he might make it, but he'd be like 11th, 12th. Like, he ain't going to Dress, he'll be like, if you have 11 12, then I'd rather have a specialist. I'd rather have Corver. That's true. Yeah. I don't have 11 12. I need someone that can do something. That's one different. thing we do need. I mean, we lost a lot of shooting with Kevin Durant, too. And yeah. they, we know they need some of that. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, Dan Lebatar being suspended by ESPN for um, putting Billboard up that pretty much said, Thank you. You know, you're welcome, LeBron from the city of Miami. And it has two championship rings on there. Care or don't care? I care because ESPN's bothered me and they started to suspend people in this PR as if. As if anybody's fooled. Like, as if anybody thinks that ESPN is this upstanding, yeah. above-board organization. Yeah, I, mean, I think like, it's, yeah, I think they're on. I think they're really big control freaks because um, Lebetard said worse stuff on air than what he did here. Like, Cowher, I mean, they got guys who say ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Just not even based on fact. And then attacking people. Like, you got guys who get on their high horse and talk about Ray Rice and all the other stuff and attack people's character all the time. But you put some billboards up, which, you know... I don't think Lebert did it to be mean. I mean, it was kind of a funny, like, taking a shot, you know, like, poking fun at him, but it wasn't malicious. Yeah. Now I don't think it's because they didn't know about it. Because in their statement, they said, we were not, um, we were unaware of this. I think it's more of a control thing. I mean, they probably would have told him no, obviously. But I think still, and then two days on air, we're going to suspend somebody. Suspense, you know, suspend them. Yeah, to me, it's all reactionary. I think there was some backlash. There was some backlash. Cleveland fans got all butter. And so, same thing with Stephen A. Yeah. I think without the backlash, they don't suspend them. Yeah. And then without the backlash with Levitar, they don't suspend them. I think it's all reactionary, and I think it's farcical. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think it's silly. Like I said, I agree. ESPN acts like they're saints, but <clears throat> moving forward, Fox Wars wouldn't have suspended them. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, uh, Landon Donovan just recently re- uh, announced that um, he's retiring retire from soccer. Um, care, don't care? I don't care. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann retired him, as far as I'm concerned, when he didn't pick up for that <laughs> World Cup. Well, Jurgen Klinsmann was a decided. I, basically, when it comes to soccer for the U.S., the only thing I really care about is the World Cup. Right. And like, well, international tournaments. How about that? Right, yeah. I'm not really, that, I'm not an MLS guy. Right. I just don't, if I'm going to watch it, I don't watch EuroLeague either. So if I'm going to watch a sport that's not collegiate, then I want to watch the best of the best. So if I'm going to watch soccer, I'd rather watch, 
um, the Premier League or La Liga or something right. like that. Not watching MLS. And we already knew Lynn Donovan wasn't going to make the next World Cup team because, I mean, if he's too old then, he's going to, I mean, he's right. too old now, he's going to be too old then. So right. him retiring from soccer is inconsequential because I didn't watch him in MLS anyway. So it doesn't really change anything. Right. I mean, I think it's a day to be remembered. And I think he's a, one of the best U.S. soccer players of all time, which I think speaks more to U.S. soccer than it does anything else. Oh, yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, I don't, I mean, he might yeah. have already retired. Yeah, I, I didn't saying. really care. I mean, the only thing I did care about was like, he's, I don't know, he's like a, a bitter ex after a breakup. Like, I just didn't appreciate the little shot he took at Klinsman, you know. I just feel like he's still bitter over it. I just shows like he needs to move on. But I mean, Klinsman can laugh because they got out of the group that no one thought they were going to Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's funny though because like, honestly, nobody else is like, everybody's done with it. He's the only one in America holding on to it still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, we're like, what are we, like a month removed? I think we'd still be holding on to it if we didn't get out the group. But Fair once enough. we did, it's like, oh, sorry, I guess it was yeah, like, move. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know why he's still Pegging on Clemson. Clemson made some pretty good calls. I mean, he brought in that one sub. Who knows? It, Brooks might not have made the roster. If he some, didn't. Yeah, seriously. Or Yedlin yeah. might not have made the roster. Yeah, exactly. Really and well Donovan went hitting that header with that five foot one. Like, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, even in the Belgium game, I know we lost, but Julian Green made that goal. Yeah, that might have been his spot. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't really care, and I think he's a little bitter and he needs to go away. Um, speaking of Team USA again, um, like I said they made some cuts: Beal, John Wall, Millsap. You care about the cuts? A little bit, personally. The fact that Plumlee's around and Millsap's gone bothers me. Yeah, I'd rather have Millsap, especially in the international game. I feel like it works perfectly in the international game. Um, Plumlee, I could see he would have a role, but I think his role is the same as Drummond's. Right. And I'll take Drummond. Oh, for or sure. Fareed. Yeah, oh, both, I love Fareed. Yeah. yeah, I'll take one of those two over Plumlee. So I'd rather have Millsap because they don't really have a big man that shoots. They shoot. I think they. Well, I know Drummond doesn't, but I mean, doesn't uh, Millsap? I know Millsap and Fareed have to shoot better free throws than Plumlee does, right? And it's probably a wash, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Millsap, when you had Love leaving, is the only other big that can really shoot. I mean, Anthony Davis can shoot, but I don't, to me, he's obviously, like, locked in. Right, I'm talking right. about other people, other people. Millsap's the only one left that can shoot. Yeah. That can stretch the floor. And, I mean, especially with now Durant not going. Yeah. I'm sure he was going to play some four. Right. But now, obviously, he's not there. So, you don't have a stretch four. On the roster, unless you put Chandler Parsons there, right? Yeah, which, which yeah, you're stretching. I'm out. not sure if he needs to make the roster now. He's got to, basically, right? He's got to like, stretch four. I think I like Parsons over Hayward, though. I mean, I, like I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like one of them's gonna make it. I would have Parsons over Hayward just because position versatility. Right. Yeah. Play that four, or three, two. Right. Um, Wall. I mean, to me, I probably would have took Wall over Lillard, just because you already have Curry and Kyrie. Which are both the kind of finesse right. offensive players. You don't really have a point yeah. guard that's defensive. Yeah, true. Now I was gonna say I think Lillard's shooting is what's keeping him on there right now. We don't know if he's gonna make the cut, but like the wall plays way better defense than Lillard does. I mean yeah. he's long, he's quick. And so he gives you something different that you don't Agreed. already have. Yeah. Um and then Beal, I just like him better than Hayward. Yeah. But I think Hayward's gonna end up cut anyway. So I think for Beal, if it was not now, it'd quick been question: later. Do you think it'd been better to bring Beal back versus Adam Gay, or do you probably still to add it? I mean, I think Gay's a better player than Beal is. Well, right? Gay could play four. That's another thing. That's true. If you decide to keep Gay, he can play that four position. Right. He would gone pretty right. Agreed. So, for that reason, I would say I'd rather have Gay gotcha. um, for this team. Gotcha. Um, today, Johnny Manziel makes his preseason debut. As Cleveland plays. Do you care? I don't. It's your boy. I love Johnny Manziel. But I just really don't care about it. We're going to pick it apart. Yeah. And we're going to overanalyze it. 
as if it's not just one game. I mean, the stat that really tells it all is the fact that you looked at Redskins when they beat the Patriots, and they've won seven in a row. Yeah. And how'd that work for them last year? <laughs> yeah, no they problem. won more preseason games last year than they were regular season games last yeah. year. And you only play four preseason <laughs> games. Yeah, that's pretty So, sad. to me, it really... I mean, it, it's going to be kind of cool. I'm anxious. I, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to watch it. as far them. as the attention is going to get, I think right. it's going to be way overdone and overcooked because it's just what we do when we make stories out of things that really aren't right. that big of a deal. Agreed. No, I agree. I don't really care. I mean, I will be watching, but, yeah, they're going to be. it's going to be a hype train about will he start, will he won't start. Last but not least, um, MLS All-Star game happened recently, and the MLS beat Bayern Munich and uh, – Landon Donovan, who was retiring, scored the game-winning goal. Do you care? I think I know the answer, but do you care? I don't. And the reason why I don't care is because it's not as if the MLS All-Star team is All-Americans. Right, that's true. If it was All-Americans, then I'd be like, oh, okay, well, maybe we're getting a little better. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of the players on there aren't from America. Yeah. So it's not like it's... <laughs> America versus Bayern. Yeah. yeah. So, to me, with that being said, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't really care. And, and honestly, this is a preseason game for Bayern Munich. Like, I don't even know if all their main stars but played. If you watch any of the game, they they got kind of heated. Like, there was some. I'm sure there's some pride there. I mean, I'm sure there's some pride. Cause, I mean, for, if anything, it's league pride too. Like, like man, uh, the coaches didn't even shake hands. Yeah, I believe it. Um, cause there's some league pride there too. I mean, I think you know, oh, guys from a bunch of I mean, MLS versus you know everybody's league has pride. You know, so I I could definitely see it. And um, it's unfortunate that you know I'm sure Bayern Munich was probably real bitter, and I probably laughing. Well, there was some. Uh, challenges that were not of the exhibition variety. Right, yeah. That, it got real. That the Bayern Munich coach didn't really Right, it got World Cupish out there. It's like, hey, I know this is your all-star game and everything, but we got a season to play. And yeah. And you're taking people out. And actually, the fact that it is an all-star game, chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we didn't take, we took it more seriously than the exhibition, probably. Yeah, like every, our team is worth more than your league. Yeah. So, exactly. you guys that's need not, to chill. That's not even a joke. So, you guys need to chill. That's basically yeah. what the message was. Why he didn't shake his hand. But, honestly, I'm not really, I don't really care. Yeah. Agreed. All right, folks, that's all we got for today. Check us out on the web at www.media-timeout.net. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at media underscore timeout and hit us up on Facebook. Hit the like button.